Hey everybody, Mark Ahrensberg here with The Pure Now Show. This is episode number 12. My guest today is Trung Bao. Trung is originally from Hanoi. He is a creative director and digital artist now living in Poland. He's also an incredible beatbox artist. Had a lot of fun chatting with him and uh, stay tuned to the end to hear a little sample of what he can do with his mouth. Here we go. Hey, Chung. Hi, How Mark. Doing? How you doing, man? I'm doing well. How are Excellent. you guys? Uh, all good here. I mean, okay, that's a bit of an exaggeration. We're in major lockdown here in Saigon, like the worst it's been since it started last year. But other than that, everything's brilliant. But the lockdown's a little bit of a, and let's just say it's an inconvenience, and there's a lot of people who are sick and dying. That was never happening here before. That's all new. So... How's Poland in terrible. that way? <laughs> um, it's actually doing better now. Uh, we've been in lockdown for over a year. So last year was was very bad time for for people here. But now it started going better. People started to get vaccinated and things getting back to normal. I mean, they're assuming there's a fourth wave coming. So, I mean, we, we just never know. There's a new variation of... Uh, um, COVID-19, so I don't Nobody knows when this thing's going to be over. And I think we just live day to day. And, you know, we're also looking at this tiny window of time. Things like this have happened before and we've made it through it. But it's just so weird to have it in R. I mean, you're a very young cat and I'm a much older cat. But to share yeah. this odd experience at the same time in our lifetimes is very strange for sure for sure but you look like a healthy guy and your life is blowing up looks like the last six years of your professional life have been kind of off the chains you got out of school in what 2019 and before that you were you were doing yeah. your your design work and uh, successful and the beatbox thing another element that uh, is very unique to what you got going on what are you currently working on what i would say the most exciting project right now for me is the uh, voice jam project so this is one of the piece in the voice jam project uh we we visualizing the uh voice um highlighting some voices around the world so we have a selected list of uh, people submitted their voices and we uh, basically immortalize them into a uh, crystal ah. that's just like very brief uh explanation of it i think that's the the biggest project that i'm working on right now but also i'm working uh, a lot with uh, first six studio so uh, first six studio is the studio that i founded with uh, a few of my friends from vietnam and uh, we basically like a collective that we would do a lot of uh, production work and uh, music and um, exhibition. And also another project that I'm working with is uh, Swiss Beatbox. So Swiss Beatbox is the biggest human beatbox platform at the moment in the world. So I'm the head of design and visual for, for them. Yeah, you got a lot going on. Yeah. <laughs> you got a lot going on. So you're from Vietnam, yeah, sure. right? You're Vietnamese. When did you move to Poland? Uh, I moved here right before COVID. How old are you now? Uh, I'm 24 this year. You've really come up in a whole different genre of music and art and creativity. It seems to be exploding in different ways. And you're on the pulse of this, not only through your visual creativity, but through this beatbox thing. And 
And I want to highlight a little bit on this beatbox thing because there may be people in this audience who are not even familiar with beatbox. You're a, you're a different breed of beatboxer. You're doing things with your mouth, making sounds and, and coming up with an auditory experience that I've never heard before. And I spent a bunch of time listening to you and, and your girlfriend riffing too. That was pretty sweet to see that. Tell me about growing up in Vietnam and how did you arrive at wanting to be a person who's going to be doing a, a visual expression? I would say since I was a kid, I always drawn to the visual medium, which is drawing as a kid. I love drawing throughout my school years, but actually kind of lost touch with it when I got into high school because in Vietnam, when you get into high school, you have to start preparing for college, like right away, 10th grade. There, the, the system of the exam there is, is like crazy. And there actually there wasn't a lot of path that I was like personally connected with. So with drawing, uh, there will be uh, going to architecture. I think architecture was like most obvious way for art major. Later on, I, I discover graphic design. So that was something that also with digital art, uh, that's something I personally connected with. So um, I went to study abroad and went to college. And that actually when I started doing more of digital art and graphic design and uh, open up a whole new world of uh, just like creative expression in terms of like visual and also music as well. So I would say growing up, uh, there's always been the interest, always this curiosity of learning new things. But then when I uh, get in touch with these new technology, that's when it grow. And how did you first discover graphic design? Because you were not really exposed to it. Definitely. Uh, I don't think it was like a defined thing in Vietnam at that time. I started because my, my brother used to do a lot of like IT work. He's a musician now. He's a violinist. So <laughs> it's funny. But um, he used to do a lot of IT work and he actually got a scholarship to, uh, to a Photoshop course. I don't even know what the course called back then but it was just like basic photoshop like editing so i think my first exposure to it was just like doing very funny photos of taking someone's face putting on another one face and make the eyes huge and you know there's some uh, image modification that kind of like sparked the interest in me that you have this possibility to change how you look at something that that stay until now i would say but back then it's just like a, a very pure very like childish way of looking at that that was when i think uh, like sixth grade so oh, <laughs> we're oh, oh. very young but i okay. never took it anything very seriously my dad is an animator uh not animator, he's an animation director at the, the uh, television center in Hanoi. He produced uh, like um, a TV show of uh, cartoon for kid. So oh. I, I got some, uh, some of the inspiration from there as well. He's also a painter. So, okay, let's, let's go back. I think he's, uh, he's, my dad is the person who started everything 
in my art career since I was a kid. So when I was a kid, he's always around and he always been painting and drawing and doing animation. So that sparked the interest for me at first. <laughs> and then my brother brought home Photoshop. Then is the digital world that emerged. Yeah. You went away to school to get some more skills, right? And where did you go abroad to go to school? Uh, I started out just going to um, high school for culture exchange. So there was no nothing related to art, nothing related to music or graphic design at all. Literally, like I just came there because uh, I I was at uh, English center in Hanoi, and they have the program that. Uh, they was marketing it. Uh, if you take a test, you have a chance to go to the U.S. Uh, I took the test, didn't think much, then I just, <laughs> I just went. So um, I think my mom was planning that a lot, but I, I personally, at that time, I didn't think much of it. But I would say it changed me forever since then. So I took two years in high school in Washington State. Then I go to college in uh, Portland. So that's when um, I started graphic design, like more professionally. And being in Portland, which is like a hotbed of creativity, like on the pulse of everything musically too, that must have been incredibly influential in your work now and maybe even in your beatbox style. That's the hub, man. It used to be New York, used to be San Francisco, used to be LA. But Portland, definitely, you were there at the right time, uh, taking in a lot of really cool stuff. How did that experience help mold the kind of creative work that you do now and even uh, the beatbox style that you've come up with for yourself? So I'm not sure if there's like a community that I can refer to, but definitely Portland was the starting point that I, I, I found some of my uh, very close connection until now. So like a lot of influential people that uh, I met there in uh, graphic design, in visual and uh, not sure about beatbox <laughs> because uh, I, I was traveling around the US as well. Beatbox was more fun in Portland than anything uh, professional. But other than that, it's, it's great. It's a great experience. And especially going to school, going to college to study graphic design uh give me like a foundation in uh in a lot of way in what i create right now and so how did you take that that really amazing experience in portland and apply that to your professional career so like i said i think how i look at it is is more of the foundation um the basic like the basic the principle of design the principle of animation the principle of of things like in the core uh, foundation of it then I have to take all of those knowledge that I learned from there and apply it to different project and it is a trial and, er and error is uh, there's no clear path that I can take just straightforward but its own um, adaptation but you're an adventurous guy you wanted to try different things I, I feel that you reached out in different ways to create kind of an arsenal of creativity, these different avenues that you could mix and match. And how did you decide where you were going to go with this information and, and how you wanted your professional creative career to pan out? 
So I would say um, I love creativity. That's the first thing. I love creativity, and I I for the long longest time I believe in the idea that um, creativity can come from a- any form, like can come from many many form. It's not just constrained into one medium. It's not constrained to one genre or like one type of art form. So how I anchor uh, the skill set that I have, I would say it have to come from the idea first. I just love. I like. I'm just a very curious person. I want to learn the newest, newest thing, newest tech, newest skill, newest type of thing that kind of give me interest. Like give me like it's intrigue to me. Um, so I want to learn it all. Of course, we have limited amount of time, so I have to be very patient with these things that I learn. But the idea is what uh, decide what type of skill set that I will put into one type of project. So for this project, uh, I have the arsenal of this uh, skill set. I can there's there's more possibility for me to choose from there. What was your first gig out of school? You're, you know, you've got this foundation, as you say, you've got some tools to work with, you got some skills, some basic skills. Where did you go from there in, in getting started on, you know, a, a path where you could actually earn a living and see a future in it? So I started working uh, during school, during uh, school years already, not paid for, for, for experience. But I'll say do, during the time I was at school, like the connection that I made, this is purely from the graphic design standpoint. The um, connection that I made at school and the connection that I made with these uh, experience that I had working remotely at that time already definitely give me, it, it came very natural later that people would just reach out to me for a project. I mean, the skill set, it just grow uh, over time. so. There's no like a point that I was like, I'm ready, but it's just rather it just grow. Right. But it started with basic graphic design. And then as you added more capabilities, when did you feel you were at like a point where you had just a lot of things to offer and that maybe it was time for you to start your own business, open a shop, you've got the collective now. And how did that all come into being? The point that I realized that I could, I was able to take on a big project was just after I was taking on a big project. So really just jump in the pool there. So Swiss Beatbox actually reached out to me to create a whole music video. And I was doing that all by myself back in 2016, 2015 even. So um, that was the point that I realized that I can just do this. I have a lot of skill set to offer and I can take this on personally. But then a few years after, so in 2017 is when I founded the collective Plastic. And that was another, I would say another checkpoint in my life that um, I realized the power of collaboration and the power of connecting different people together to create. So first thing is a collective of many different individuals with different skill set, uh, own very multidisciplinary, uh, but uh, each of them have their own specialties. So I'm just happened 
to be the person who was able to bring them together and bring the client to them. And that all happened very naturally without uh, any of us even pay attention to that aspect. We were just focusing on creating, but I think I think there was a moment that I realized that we had the power way bigger than we expected. That's another point that I realized, like, I think we could do this professionally. You're listening to The Pure Now Show, a creative podcast for creatives presented by Balance. So you weren't thinking in terms of, you know, monetary gain or, you know, getting the big client. You were just kind of in the process, step by step, doing the work. And then uh, kind of they just people started coming to you and you had the right people to put together as a team to create these much bigger projects. So, uh, I mean, that's that's it happened very organically for you, it seems like. Definitely come from creativity, curiosity and just uh, enjoy working with uh, other people. I think connecting people together is is another hobby of mine. Let's say hobby, but it's professional now. Uh, do that for the living. But uh, yeah, that's what I enjoy and that's what I'm good at. As we talked about in the beginning, we're in some exceptional times right now. And technology, of course, has played a significant role in helping us navigate through this challenge. Has this in some ways kind of amped up your ability to connect people because it is all happening in the digital space for the most part and your collective can create in this space, you can deliver in this space, you can manage in this space and you can put people together in this space. How do you feel pre-COVID how things were going versus now knee deep in the hoopla in COVID with not having the choice like this, you must do things this way. How does that feel in, from going from one phase to the next? I would say is uh, it feels like how it uh, there's certain part of that I don't like the uh, the aspect of not being able to meet people, not being able to group work together is something that I like I deeply need the human connection face to face but because we started out remotely same with me as I, I start one of my project remotely um, there are certain aspects uh, in the digital space that would save a lot of time and money and uh, work for a lot of people like now everyone one of the companies, uh, even the client, they have to work remotely. So some of the communication, they just need to make it work. And some of the technology that they invented during this time period, like how Zoom and Google changed their uh, platform to adapt to COVID. Um, what we use is Discord. So the Discord actually developed a lot during COVID as well, which helped um, group work um, over the internet a lot and also file transferring uh, services as well right because that's the only way I mean you're not I mean <laughs> that's it the whole electronic transfer of information has had to become more sophisticated and, and the bandwidth of it needed to be a lot faster and deeper in order to handle this huge amount of flow now that's going on because everybody's online and everybody's sucking on that bandwidth 
and if COVID didn't happen, I mean, this, the, of course, where we're at technologically would have happened eventually, I'm sure, but we definitely have had an accelerated uh, necessity to, you know, come to terms with uh, the new way of living and working. So I would imagine, yes, aside from the disconnection, the, the physical disconnection, which is very challenging for everybody, but you've leveraged this and you've taken advantage of the opportunities that it's presented. Give me an idea of a project that you've worked on recently, uh, aside from this one that you were just discussing, which I'm interested in the whole voice thing. First of all, how did you guys decide whose voice and why? So the whole idea of the project is to highlight important voices from inf influential people. And also there's a very interesting sub project in there is uh, extinct, uh, like a uh, endangered species. So um, we collaborating with uh, Nacho, uh photographer and uh, he's, he's like a wildlife adventurer. Basically the project is focusing on how to present voice in a new way and uh, give them the, the attention that they need basically. Because voice is somewhat is a very untapped medium. <laughs> People don't think about their voice a lot even though voice is literally been with humanity since the dawn of time especially with this digital like the digital boom right now uh, i think something to visualize that medium is is what we very interested in yeah it's super unique and i've never heard it put in those terms of, of physically identifying the voice in some way giving it some kind of form and shape and and some function other than just an auditory experience. So uh, that's pretty cool. Is there anybody of note, anybody super interesting that you would want to mention that uh, participated in this project? So this project is uh, is me collaborating with a new media artist uh, called Reefs 100. Me and Reefs uh, both come from these uh, vocal experimental worn, which is known as beatboxing. The beatbox family <laughs> but uh the beatbox uh the beatbox culture is is much bigger than that if you think about the uh, the voice aspect of it like how far these artists are pushing the human voice uh to the next level and how little we know about the capability of the human voice i think is something that that's also that's that's our first interest in the project that's how brought us together is the common interest in pushing the human voice so I, i've watched quite a bit of you on instagram and other places doing your thing man and it's mind-boggling and again like i said i'm you're not my first time exposure to this I'm, I'm pretty familiar with it but it's so wild to hear you say that we're discovering the human voice now I mean, we've been around for thousands of years, man. And it's, it's just so fascinating that we're only now waking up to certain aspects of our humanness that have literally gone unnoticed in some way. We've had like blinders on. We've been so not keen on ourselves. We're so undernourished from a knowledge perspective on what and who we are, what we can do, what this is. We have none of this information for the most part. But it's, it's fascinating that you have 
really taken a, a microscope and, and kind of drilled down into this and made it part of your creative expression. How did you first get exposed to beatbox? From the very beginning. Yeah. Um, so I got to give the credit to my brother as well. <laughs> He's kind of, I have a bigger brother who just showed me cool stuff when I was a kid. So I'm very grateful for that. And uh, the first clip that my brother showed me was from Razel. You know, the beatboxers, Razel. He was big in the 80s and to 2000, early 2000. But um, there was one performance of his uh, at a, a Red Bull BC1 championship, the breakdance championship. And that just kind of blew my mind. <laughs> my uh, yeah i was in middle school i think it was around like seventh grade and i watched that video on youtube and uh youtube was pretty fresh at that time as well and yeah i just knew like this is something i want to do i don't even know if that's a career i don't even know if that's something people do you know uh on what scale but i think the curiosity is what started all and what did you do with that? I mean, did you start, you know, standing in the bathroom, staring at yourself in the in the mirror, and 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 coming up with sounds, or what was your path? How did you start experimenting with it to find your niche, your own sound? Definitely a lot of standing in the bathroom and and doing crazy sounds. So um, at the beginning, um, I would look up a lot of tutorial, as everyone does when they start out, just because now youtube is so accessible literally just look up how to beatbox uh <laughs> beatbox tutorial and then you started uh seeing the community and seeing people doing different sounds and you're like oh what is that sound how do you do that that sound plus tutorial on youtube again and then the more you learn the more you kind of explore uh the inside <laughs> functioning of your mouth and just like all the different body part in there, which is very fascinating as well. Like I, I'm kind of now like at this point, I'm very, <laughs> it's very strange to say, but I, I have a deep knowledge of how each of these part in your mouth work to create different sounds. So um, yeah, it's just the process of learning so much just I, I just like learn own different sounds then I have this very deep understanding of it after that the creation of originality can come from there quite naturally by just like just testing things out and you've been doing that for the past like six years right 11 I years mean, now actually you've been doing it 11 total years now 11 total years of wow, beatboxing wow. since since that since that day I would say since that day that my brother showed me the video and uh, yeah <laughs> that's amazing and, and doing non-stop really, since then yeah your skills are crazy too I've never heard anybody beatbox like you uh, hi ha was super excited about getting you on the show uh, you're super high ranked awesome. in the beatbox world and uh, it's such a cool different kind of attribute that you have that's unlike any of our guests that we've had on the show and, and I honestly, I mean, I know beatbox is, is pretty popular, but I don't know that our audience is 100% familiar with beatboxing. 
but I know it's becoming more popular now, and certainly any human being who's got a mouth can uh, can play and experiment with being your own musical instrument, because essentially that's what we are. We are a musical instrument. You know, everything else, a violin, a piano, they're all expressions of probably what we can create uh, with our own bodies. So once you discovered this and really started refining and making it your own, once you got to a certain point, I would imagine you had the confidence, you started recording yourself, maybe you got into competitions, you became immersed more into that world. How did that journey, how did that path take place? I used to go to some uh, beatbox club in Vietnam in the very early of my career. That was when, that's, that's something I miss deeply is meeting beatboxers. That was a time when uh, I, there's like kind of like a, a second boom of uh, information sharing between me and the beatboxers that I interacted with at that time period. It's around... Um, 2012 or 2013 and then after that I just went away to uh, to America to study abroad so uh, I was staying in Washington State and literally I was like the only beatboxers around the town so I just had to stay at home and just practice on my own but that pushed me to start to record more video and just share it on Facebook shared on the internet and annoyed my friend just tagging everyone and it like check out my beatbox <laughs> and uh and then uh we had instagram which is like a total visual uh platform it just came around at that time and that's where i started sharing more video and also youtube as well uh but i think more frequently is instagram even until now is uh, is more short form. You could share very quick ideas on there, but there also uh, where I connect with a lot of international artists as well. And I think in 2015 was the first time that I won an online contest for um, one of the biggest international beatbox uh, competition in the world which uh, it was called Beatbox Shootout. And I got a ticket to go to Austria to compete in uh, the top eight of the event. I didn't win, but that was the starting point uh, of me meeting the international scene of uh, human beatbox. And that just started that whole journey. Then I came back to Austria and I participated in, in more and more beatbox competition. In uh, 2017, I participated in the uh, American Beatbox Championship, got second place. Technically, I wasn't supposed to compete because I, I wasn't American, <laughs> but I was staying there, so who cares? They own fun anyways. <laughs> and I competed in the Warren Champ after that, and yeah, it just went on since then. Many achievements, but this year, there's uh, in October, there's also a Warren Championship. It's called Granby Boss Battle. Let's hope that it happens <laughs> because it's supposed to be the international uh, beatbox battle that everyone from different part of the world gonna come and compete. But COVID, so we we never know. Cross fingers. But I think I built my name. I built my name over the time. Uh, I think just just by showing the skill, showing the progress showing the improvement that I, I make over the years and 
and people, I think people relate to, they connect with the energy that I, I give out to the community. And yeah, I think that's how I build to this point. You're listening to The Pure Now Show, a creative podcast for creatives presented by Balance. And when you when you compete, are you spontaneous or are you are you using material that you've previously created? Definitely, I think in the higher stake competition, you you need to prepare very well. But I would say there's a lot of room for spontaneity because you you should not be too rigid. You should not be too stick to the plan. But there's there's some improvisation in there. So. That's kind of like the balance that I'm still learning to uh, to create in my performance. There's no perfect performance, but uh, you know, it's on progress. And did you teach your girlfriend how to beatbox? No, she actually we met through beatboxing, so she already knew how to beatbox. Very talented, and we started out just basically uh, showing each other skills. <laughs> She's like in Poland. I went away. <laughs> There's pretty rough path if you ask me at the beginning because we like long distance for the longest time few years because I was in America she's in Poland but we started out just skyping and uh, showing beatbox you know but then we started talking more so that's when when we started dating but uh yeah <laughs> we're together now so it's all good well, congratulations on you know staying the course. I, I yeah, the long distance thing is super tough, but it takes real commitment. And clearly, you guys were were committed, and, and now it's all good, right? Yeah, it's all good. I think COVID would not be the same for me if I wasn't here and with her. So it's definitely helped me a lot in every aspect of life uh, during this crazy time period. You're the only other person I know who said the same thing that I have, which is as unfortunate as COVID has been, I've had incredible opportunities and real positive, amazing things come out of the situation. Not everybody's going to die and, and not everybody's going to get sick. And this forces people into situations to do things a little differently. And it does. Uh, catastrophe and crisis is a great revealer of humanity. And it is an opportunity to try things uh, that would maybe never have happened before, for sure. You know, I've got a couple of questions for you from our media sponsor, maybe an iDesign.vn. And I'm going to pull them up here. They want to know what unique values uh, that you have for yourself and how that either connects you to your audience or perhaps disconnects you from your audience. What is it about you, your unique style, how you feel about the world? Because you have followers, because you're, you're not only a beatboxer, you're a human being first, and uh, you have thoughts and feelings, and, and, and I'm sure you share those with your audience in some way. How does that work between you and the people that enjoy your gift? First is, uh, what's the unique value I have, right? I would say I always like the idea of being in the, what I call is the intersection of uh, different media. So basically started from my curiosity, like I learned a lot of different skill set, being in a very different world. So I do music and art, but also in each of these art form, from graphic design, I learned 
2D, 3D animation. And now I work a lot with generative um, system and uh, you know interactive, real-time interactive media. Or in music, for example, like I do own like from beatboxing, but I also produce uh, like electronically. And the genre of music, I don't want like like I never wanted to constrain myself into one genre or one style of music, because I think if you emerge yourself into a world, you will find all of the different uh, different value in there. Like there's no there's no like bad music or like bad art. When people create something, I think there's there's something about that that you can learn from there. Uh, of course, you you have limited amount of time during your day, so you gotta set your priority right um, <laughs> to go the fastest. But I I experience with the hip hop community, I experience with the electronic music community, uh, rock community, indie in, indie music in Vietnam community. So like each of them have very different value, and also the beatbox community is so on its own is so different from the hip hop community as well. Of course, they have sharing value, but they are very different. Similar thing apply to visual media, like all the thing I listed before. So the fact that I experience with all of these words, I kind of have a lot of dots that I can connect in my head. So like it's all come back to the idea, uh, each idea for each project. I think the more I, the more knowledge I have, the more experience I have with different things, there's more possibility that I can pick and choose like what type of things in my skill set, what type of people that I met from all of these different world I can pull together to create the best, the most innovative the most amazing project that I believe in. So yeah, I think that's my unique value that I've been through just just kind of in, in the intersection of all different worlds like this. I would say it connect me to the audience because of the curiosity. Also good vibes, you know, I, I'm all about good vibe. Uh, but uh, the curiosity or like this creative energy, I think that's what, like I, I, I like to show people the possibility of um creativity or like uh, of human in general like how far you can push your creative to create projects that move people like how 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 does that look like so that that will depend on each different project but uh i have the ability i think i believe that uh i can do that a lot <laughs> and pulling people together human connection that's that's top priority for me as well yeah so so that i, I believe is uh, what connect me to the audience but what disconnect me from the audience i don't think is disconnect me from the audience in the sense but it um is is definitely in term of uh, artist personal brand is not as straightforward as if i do one thing like if i have one thing and i know exactly that those people like that thing then it's super straightforward but you see like multiple different things so like i'm kind of an anti-specialist I, I think people should be very good at things they do but i don't think they should do like one thing 
So like、uh, in terms of connecting to the audience, I believe like the disadvantage here is just it takes more time for people to see the actual value, which is the creativity, energy, human connection. Like that's what I'm all about. It's not beatbox. It's not graphic design. It's not animation. Like it's not one thing. And I think everyone can connect with that. Yeah, we're all integrated. We all have multiple skill sets. I mean, whether we find them and discover them or not, and most of us do not, which is maybe the saddest thing in the world. And that's why you stand out as someone who can inspire others to just try things. I mean, this is all, and you don't even try. Once you've tried, you've done. I mean, it's all about just doing things, just taking the initiative, one step at a time. Uh, any of my friends who've been successful, either in writing or music, whatever they've done, it's just been steps. They were not superstars to begin with, and they didn't necessarily end up superstars. But they're doing what they want because they took the first step. And、uh, you can't do anything without doing the work. It's not going to just—it's not Harry Potterville. It's not going to just happen out of your wand. You gotta make things happen. Especially now in、uh, the social media era. I think it's very easy for people to fall into the idea of that they have to make one thing. Once in a while, some people, some artists, or just normal people now on TikTok, right? They get a viral content. So when they get that viral content, they get this sense of like kind of、uh, belonging or like this is the sense of purpose, and it's very easy to to fall into the.、Uh, Mentality of that—that's something that I have to create more forever, <laughs> because now finally I have the audience that listen to me. But that is to me is very limiting, and and a lot of time is just、uh, views and likes, and it's it's not、uh, the the true value, but it gives the people a sense of that. Like that's that's the ultimate thing. Uh, so that's another thing that I I love. I would love to show people that is more than just views and likes, and more than just yeah. You can do many things. Yeah, and once you have their attention with that one thing, that means you can expose them to lots of things. That's a door to open of opportunity to expose people to things through you that perhaps they never have been exposed to before. So yeah, being a one-trick pony. I mean, it's like a stand-up comedian that never changes his material or hers. You got to change your act. People are going to get bored after a while. They're looking for something new all the time now because we're inundated with imagery and and audio and and technology. So you know, to stand out, you've got to constantly be evolving. And、uh, that's that's kind of part of the second question here. They want to know if there's any rule in combining your elements: music, design, technology, motion graphics. Uh, to create a product bearing your own mark,、uh, is there any difficulty in in balancing all these many facets of you and and maintaining the Chung brand, who you are, and 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 what you put out in the world? I think the first one is how to create originality when you are multidisciplinary. So how、Correct. to to create originality out of that? So I would I would say originality always come from the idea. It's not the medium. It's not the skill set. It's not the technical skill or what you draw, what you sing, what you beatbox. It's not the sounds. It's not the the clear thing that people perceive. 
but uh, it's the idea. That's that's the originality. So from each of the project that I create, I start out with the idea, and then how to balance all of these different skill set is because I have experience with them. Like I said, there's more possibility, there's more choices for me to uh, to bring those skill set together. So I would say from there, it's just a matter of pushing this project to the max, like to the most innovative, the, the, the best project that I can imagine. So there's no limitation of skill set or people, or even if some, sometimes I don't know how to do certain thing, I know the exact person that would fit in there that I can bring in and create that project with me. Yeah, so originality come from idea, definitely. <laughs> Do you find any difficulty in balancing all of this, all these different aspects? I mean, because you're kind of an or, you know, you're the uh, you're the conductor in this orchestra, and uh, and you're the one putting the right pieces together to create some kind of a creative symphony. And uh, do you find that challenging to maintain some kind of level of consistency and and making sure that everybody has what they need and you have what you need i would say the most difficulty the biggest difficulty that i have is definitely time limitation like i i personally just cannot learn everything in the world <laughs> as much as i love to but it's all that limitation i think is bring to uh, my second interest which is human connection connecting people together to create that's just what I deeply passionate about and um, and yeah I think balancing these if you have the anchor which is the idea it's not hard to limit yourself into what you need for each project so you don't go overboard or you don't spend too much time doing something that not connected to the project so yeah, it's not, it's not terrible. <laughs> I actually like it. My last question is, what advice do you have for young people that are coming up in the creative business or the music business that could potentially help them avoid any unnecessary pitfalls or struggling? I mean, everybody's going to struggle no matter what. That's how you learn. But what's some advice that you can give some, some people to help them out on their path? I would say, firstly, take advantage of social media how big social media, how accessible social media is at the moment. Not in the sense of putting out content, but to me, the most important thing is to connect with other people, reach out to a lot of different people that you look up to, spend a good amount of effort on that, or just simply follow the artists that who are on top. Like do a little bit of research uh, to follow them, to get a deeper understanding of the art form of whatever you are working with. So the, the the bigger your perspective is on it, the less you will be falling into uh, these, uh, what you say, pitfall, um, because you have somewhat secondary experience from these artists. But, and then you, you form that perspective, but also throw yourself into experience it in real life. So you get this perspective from social media and also real life experience. Especially when you're young, I think just do a lot of work, do a lot of project, do a lot of project that you believe in, I would say. So if you catch yourself doing project like on the day-to-day -day basis and it just 
similar for like a few years. <laughs> you know, I think pay attention to to certain element that could create that. I would say each project to um, grow. I think it would be good to set some uh, challenge, at least for yourself or for the team that you're working with. Set out some challenge. Try to do something that you never done before or you haven't perfected certain aspect um, like. Right now, my team working with a lot of uh, programming, which we haven't done before. Programming and uh, using artificial intelligence. So that aspect we haven't integrated in the project yet. But every project that we do right now, we try to push that in. Just, just push. If it works, then it works. Then it's trial and error, you know. But if it doesn't work, then it's all, all good. Well, I, I really appreciate you joining me on the Pure Now show, Chung. It's been uh, a pleasure to have you on and I uh, really appreciate your time. Is it possible that you could give the audience a little sample of what you have figured out how to do with your mouth? <laughs> uh, that's a funny way to put it. Uh, but, okay. <laughs> I'm all about the funny, man. And show a little bit of beatbox. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Okay, there's a little sample. What when he was at the World Beatbox Camp from Vietnam, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Trung Bao! enjoyed the pure now show you can check out more episodes at balancestudio.tv or anywhere fine podcasts are broadcast pure now is produced and engineered by hi ha dang and directed by dong Wun guan special thanks to our media sponsor maybe and idesign.vn thanks so much for watching